Joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. Friends, today we are going to talk about a topic that has many opinions and actually many different ways of looking at it. However, we know that the word is very clear about baptism. I have wanted to do this conversation for a long time, and Pastor Ben Zamzel reached out to me. We had had a brief conversation about it and said, it's time. And I said, agreed. The Holy Spirit confirmed. So today, my friends, please welcome Pastor Ben Zamzel to the show to talk about joy and baptism. Welcome to the show. Good to be here, Deb. Well, this is exciting. <laughs> this yeah, is a great topic. I'm happy to happy to come in and happy to talk about this. I know in the initial email I sent you, like, um, you asked for three talking points. I think I sent you six. So, <laughs> yeah, always going it's, over and beyond, right? <laughs> uh, I, I apologize uh, for for the you know I'm, we could probably do a, a lot of talks on this, but yeah, I mean, as as far as, um, as as baptism is concerned, you know that you're right. There's a lot of varying different opinions, but um, uh, one place that uh, well, there was an old saying um, back back in the day among the ancient philosophers, uh, ad fontes uh, to the source. Um, and you mentioned it in your introduction, you know, the, the word is the source. Um, and the specific spot that I guess I'd like to go to, um, if you have a Bible at home, it's uh, Luke chapter 3. That's where we find the baptism of our Savior, Jesus. And, uh, you know, you can skim down through there. And it's, it's always, um, it's important to do that. And I think with, uh, with, a, with a big, broad topic like this that you could say is a hot-button issue amongst Christianity, um, I think a good way to begin this conversation um, is maybe this way, um, and feel free to, of course, chime in and, and ask questions or, or, or stop me, whatever, if I, if I ramble. You know, we all have this um, inborn uh, sinful nature, and we do this thing where we look at people, you know, whether it be like Elon Musk or uh, Jeff, Jeff Bezos or, or some rich millionaire or the king or queen of England, and we say, you know, that person is better off than me. Or on the flip side of that coin, we take a look at, at somebody, you know, you walk through the park and you see somebody that is sleeping on a park bench and your brain goes, well, at least I'm not that person. And I think for that reason, I think we have a difficult time when it comes to uh, the baptism of our Lord. Uh, because here he, here he is, he's, he's coming down to the, the waterfront and we hear that question, of John the Baptist that all of us are asking, why are you here? You know, shouldn't you baptize me? Um, in Matthew's gospel, Jesus responds and he says, we do this to fulfill all righteousness. Um, but in the case of Jesus here in, in, in Luke's gospel, you know, it, you look at who's there. You look at who's at the waterfront. You got John the Baptist, you have some Pharisees, you have some, uh, um, some soldiers who had abused their power, you had tax collectors, you had prostitutes, um, you had sinners of all stripes. Um, and then there's the one who called all things into being. Um, you have the Lord Jesus himself, and he's standing there on the, on the shores of, of the Jordan River, um, and he doesn't stand there and, and, and look at John and say, uh, you better, good, good work, Johnny boy, you're doing the Lord's work. You know, you better, you better get that guy twice because he's a mess. No, he says, give me that baptism. Give me the baptism of a sinner. Amen. And we think about what we call Jesus Christ, and um, Christ is not his last name. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but it means anointed one. You know, and here he is. This is his anointing. This is his anointing as Christ, as Messiah. Um, and if you put yourself there on that day, and he comes up out of the water, and the Holy Spirit comes down in bodily form and lands on him as a dove, and the, and the Father tears open heaven and says, this is my son whom I love. If we put ourselves in those shoes and we see what's going on there, Jesus has just stepped into the place of the sinner. He's taken our sin on him. This is his, this is his mission, his role. That's why he's here. Um, and now the dove comes down and the Father speaks from heaven. Um, it's, it's a really cool image because I'm just drawing on your Bible knowledge. When's the last time in the Bible we found a dove? I put, I put you on the spot. Sorry. You did put me on the spot. Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark, yes. But yeah, you see the, you see the, uh, um, you see the dove come to, to Noah at the Ark, and what's the, what's the dove doing? Uh, he brings back the olive branch to say what? There's land. There's a place for you here. And, and there's, your, there's your picture of, of Jesus, uh, uh, what Jesus' baptism shows us, showed everybody on the, on the bank that day that as we, as we take a look at um, what God the Father says then, and knowing that Jesus has stepped into my place, that those words at our baptism can be spoke over you and me and anybody. This is my child whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Yes. Uh, and not because of anything I did, but because of what Jesus did. Yes. Um, so I don't know if you have anything add, to add to that or just comment. Well, no, thank you. I, I really, I've always loved that this is my son with whom I am uh, pleased, well pleased, you know, depending on which version, of course. One of the things that every time I read that passage, I just get tears in my eyes mm-hmm. because I think about God, the Father's love for his son, Jesus. And it's not just about that moment, but we know what's coming, right? And when we think about that amount of love and what we know Jesus is going to go through, that is so profound to me. I mean, I actually had tears in my eyes as you were saying it, because it just just hits me right in the heart, in Mm -hmm. the gut, in the everywhere. And I also think about earthly fathers, because I think about when you hear your dad say, good job, well done. Like there's something about that that just feels so good. So here we've got our heavenly Father saying this. It just to me that's just so profound in and of itself. Yep. And yeah, the 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 verse that gets me, um, that maybe chokes me up every single time I read it. I don't have the exact reference right in front of me, but um, I, I did write it write it down uh, in Luke's Gospel in chapter three. Uh, Luke records when all the people, all the sinners were, all the people were being baptized. Jesus was baptized too. Um, and that's the thing that, that, that just it, that hits me in the gut. And, you know, and maybe, maybe this speaks to some of those, um, you know, the, the hot-button issues among, around baptism uh, in Christianity at large. But, um, you know, we, we, uh, we preach and teach one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. And here we've got, you know, this, this incident. And, you know, I, I think that it's showing us here um, the word is showing us here that this is not when you are baptized, you're not you're not baptized uh, or making a commitment into an earthly organization with a sign out front, um, or dedicating yourself to that. Um, this is your citizenship in heaven. Um, this is this is God saying, "You're my own dear child. I love you because of what Jesus has done." Um, 
I was in a conversation with a lady um, a while back and um, talking through some of these things with her. And uh, she said, you know, Pastor, I want I want to be, be baptized again. And I said, well, were you baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Um, and she goes, well, well yeah, but I, I want that, um, I want that, that, that connection. I want to remember it. I want that, uh, uh, I, I want that feeling or, or whatever. And my response to her was, was kind of twofold, I guess. I said, first of all, we screw things up on the daily and when the Lord called you to faith in baptism, that's something that can never be taken away from you. You know, that's, that's God's, that's not your promise to him, that's his promise to you through Jesus. Um, and, and so, you know, we might want that remembrance or that special experience or something like that, but it's, it's a comfort for me to know that this is a, it, it, personally, and for all people, it's a once and done thing. Well, it's interesting that you bring this up because what I make up about this a little bit is that for some of us, when we came to know the Lord and made an intentional decision to accept him ourselves, right, as Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, there's something about the intentionality of it. It's the awareness of it that I think feels different. I was baptized as a baby in the faith that I was raised in. And yet I remember after I had come to the Lord and meaning made an awareness, a choice for basically a born again experience. Right. And I remember kind of going through this myself thinking, well, do I need to be baptized again? I sort of want this experience. Right. Like mm-hmm. there was sort of this awareness in my spirit sure. that I was cra- it was like it was a craving almost like, well, I want this what everybody else. Have, right. All these people get to get dunked in the lake or, you know, whatever, because you could see the transformation. You could see what was going on. And so I can see where that conversation exists. Sure. I mean, it makes sense to me. My, my, uh, this, is, this plays right into the second half of uh, my response to, to her. And I said, kind of partially joking, but partially serious, I said, wrong sacrament. <laughs> um, you know, we have, uh, we've got the Lord's Supper where, 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 I guess, yeah, call it another hot button issue in, in Christianity. But here, here you have, uh, you know, the Lord Jesus co- coming to you, um, and and saying, you know, here I am. Your sins are forgiven. Um, take and eat, taste and see, literally, um, physically, that the Lord is good. And you know, I had a lady that uh, that said this. I don't think she'd mind me mentioning this today, but she she said to me, uh, you know, Pastor, every single time I come up for communion, it's like I put my sins in a basket. You know, I, I, it, I think back on all the things that I did during that week, and I drop them into a basket, and I come up in front of the church, and I just drop them there. Um, and I, I said, that's a beautiful picture. Yeah, it's a great picture. And it's that reminder, and you brought this up earlier, that we all have sin. We all have sin every day. We try. We try every day. Mm-hmm. And the reality is there are always those points where we fall short, and what I also liked is that reference to, you know, Jesus getting baptized. There's everybody else getting baptized. There's something that is almost, there's like a normalizing about it. Like, okay, if, if Jesus can show us this is the way, that's a, that's a way that we can be also. Sure. And I think that that becomes really important. 
We're going to take a brief pause. We've got a lot more to talk about because I think we've only gotten to one of our six items. Maybe two. Maybe two. Right. But we are going to come back. We are talking with Pastor Ben Zamzo. We're talking about joy and baptism. We've got so much more to come. Don't go anywhere. And make sure you grab that Bible if you don't already have it in front of you. This is Deb McGregor. Live Joy, Share Joy. We'll be right back. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Realtors Noemi and Harry Aylesworth are happy to share they are now affiliated with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice, serving all of your real estate needs in Bemidji, Bagley, Black Duck, Cass Lake, and surrounding communities. They are dedicated to finding you the home you deserve. Whether you're selling or buying property, they will serve you with honesty and integrity. You can expect a better real estate experience. Life takes you many places. Let Team Aylesworth, Noemi and Harry of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice take you home. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. We'd love to hear feedback on the show. Have you heard a guest who inspired you or drew you deeper into relationship with the Lord? Was there a topic that really resonated with you? Do you have a show idea around joy? We would love to hear from you. We want to build a community of joy. Please email Deb at lifefulofjoy.com and put feedback in the subject line. Nourishing Ways by Kelly Joe, personalized nutrition coaching designed to help women ditch dieting for good and cultivate confidence in themselves so they can nourish their bodies with the food they love without the stress and guilt. Hi, I'm Kelly Joe. I have over 20 years working as a registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor. Let me help you live the joy-filled life you crave. Contact me today on Facebook at Nourishing Ways, that's W-E-I-G-H-S, or call me today at 218-368-4911. This is Deb McGregor, Live Joy, Share Joy. We are speaking with Pastor Ben Zamzo. We're talking all about joy and baptism. Pastor Ben, going into the break, uh, we were talking about adult baptism, infant baptism, but the bottom line is that baptism saves. Yep. Um, Yeah, I have a, like I told you just a second ago, I got a whole list of them here um, from Mark and John and Acts uh, and Romans and 1 Corinthians uh, maybe it's stated the most plainly in First Peter chapter three verse twenty one, and this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you. Um, or you could go to um, uh, you could go to a couple other places. Uh, what Paul says in Ephesians five: um, Husbands love your wife just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with the water through the word. Um, uh, or you think of in John chapter three. Jesus speaking to uh, the the, uh, Pharisee Nicodemus at night. I tell you the truth, he says, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water um, and the Spirit. And and yeah, so I mean the 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 Bible teaches that that baptism baptism saves. Um, And I think maybe you know there's 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 something to just to point out here. Uh, I think a, a common question, and maybe I'm jumping ahead on bullet points. But a common question here is, well, and one that I've heard kind of leveled at me before is, well, what about the thief on the cross? Was he baptized? And 
can we say, you know, is, is, he, is he in heaven? Is Jesus making some sort of exception here? This man who's hanging there dying next to him looked at, looks at him and says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus promises him, today you'll be with me in paradise. Well, there's a couple of thoughts that I have. And the first one is, this part of the Bible isn't exactly teaching us about baptism. It's kind of, it's not, if you want to learn about baptism, it's kind of go to a different page. Um, the other thing, too, is if he would have come down from the cross, do you think he would have been baptized? You know, I, um, I, I believe so. I believe that, that he to would. me is great commission, right? Right. Um, or you think of, uh, you know, I think the reaction would have been similar to that of um, uh, the Apostle Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, um, where he's in the book of Acts, he's, he's got the scroll open and he's like, I don't understand what's going on. And Philip goes up there and he explains it to him. Um, and then they're standing there and there must have been a, a, a stream or something where they were. And he said, oh, look, there's water. Should I not be baptized? You know, I, I think that's kind of the, the, the reaction. Um, it's, it's, not a, a, it's a funny thing that a Christian would say, um, well, I believe in Jesus but I don't really need to be baptized. What? Um, that doesn't necessarily compute. Jesus commanded it. And yes. like I said before, if the one who uh, knit you together in your mother's womb and created all things and called them into being says to do something, <clears throat> might want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had a guest on another show, and we, he shared this great uh, analogy. He was talking a lot about some of the work he'd done overseas. And uh, they had actually gone to an individual's home. This individual accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And then he excused himself to go into another room while he came out in these other clothes. And he says, okay, I'm ready to be baptized. Because that was his whole, like, you accept the Lord, it's time to get baptized. Like, it's let's go, go, go. Mm -hmm. And these are in unreached territories, right? Like, these are in areas where literally you go to people's homes. This is what's going on. There's ministry going on. But it really just struck me in that moment is like, yeah, this is a big deal thing. Like, we cannot take this lightly. Right. And I think the other thing, too, to point out with, uh, with a thief on the cross is um, whose word did Jesus or whose word did that thief have? Um, he had the word of, of Jesus there. Um, and uh, in, the, in the Lutheran church, we say that, that um, uh, well, I think in other denominations as well, uh, we say that God works through the means of grace. And what is the means of grace? Well, it's like, you know, the means by which you write on a, on a piece of paper is a pencil. Um, the means by which God works and, and calls to faith uh, is, is through the word and through the sacraments. Um, so here's this man who's hanging there dying. He's got Jesus' word. He had faith in his heart. Um, and just looking at what, uh, what um, they wrote this down somewhere, but uh, in, in, in Mark uh, it says, oh, Mark 16, um, Jesus says, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Um, so he, he leaves out the, you know, your baptism saves you. We can say both things are true at the same time. You know, your baptism saves, your baptism calls you to faith, you're, you're, you have that. Um, and and um, yet also we can say that, that God works through the word and can call to faith. Um, you know, and, and have, have both of those things be true at the same time. 
Um, and that's how God brings us into his kingdom. Yeah, absolutely. One thing you and I talked about before we went on the air is this connection that baptism brings from the earth to the heavenly, right? And let's, I know we, we sort of alluded to that in the beginning, but let's really cement that for people. Because to me, one of the things people are looking for is connection. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of a stronger connection I want to have when I'm still here is I want to be connected to my heavenly father, right? right. I want to be connected to heaven. Let's talk a little bit more about that. That's your, I mean, that's, uh, I think I mentioned that when I, when I said that, you know, that the, when the Lord Jesus said, I think it's all, it's all facilitated by Christ. Um, he steps into the water in our place. Um, so every single thing that we do in life, no matter what it is, uh, is, is viewed, um, God looks at, at whatever it is you do or whoever you are through the lens of Jesus now. Um, and in, in terms of a, a connection, um, we might look at ourselves and say, um, it's always a trick of the devil to try to get us to say, you know, am, could God really forgive me for this, that, or the other thing? Um, I, I'm carrying around a, a weight and a load of guilt. Um, how do I shed that? How do I get rid of that? How do I um, take that away? Um, well, if you die today and God looks at you and says, why should I let you into heaven? Um, I, would, I, I would certainly pray that, that no Christian is sitting there trying to come up with a laundry list of reasons why God should let them in. Um, but rather, you look past God's shoulder, proverbially speaking, and say, I'm with him. <laughs> um, I, I'm with Jesus, because uh, he's my Savior. He's the one that did everything perfectly when I could not. And I, I think you know, that's, that's the connection that we look for, and, and that's the one that we get so often um, tripped up on and, and hung up on. And, and you know, it's... Christians are called to be a far-sighted people. You know, there's lots of things in this world that want uh, make us want to drag our eyes downward, um, whether it be our, our own our own desires, um, the the shiny baubles that are all over this world. Um, but God says, pick up your eyes and look ahead, um, look to the horizon. Um, you know, we're not just living and working here, planning for our earthly retirement. Uh, right. We're 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 we have our eyes set on on something that's truly lasting, eternity. Yes, yes. And it's amazing how everybody seems to go, not everybody, but a lot of people choose to go to other things instead of going to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And we see this over and over. And I think right now, especially, you know, we're living in a time there's a lot of uncertainty. People don't know what's going on. And it's almost like, I call it the clingy. <laughs> people are trying to cling to something. And I'm out there like, let's cling to Jesus. Like if we cling to Jesus, it completely shifts the way that you look at things, the way you're approaching things. But when we cling to earthly things, it is, it's like the spiral downward. Yep. And then we have to cling to another earthly thing and another earthly thing and try to control everything, right? Yep. And it just keeps exacerbating it. And the next thing, people are just completely, they don't even know where to go anymore. Yep. And, you know, of course, Jesus, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And, and this is my big thing right now for people is what does it look like to cling to Jesus instead of clinging to these other things? Right. In, in church a couple weeks ago, uh, we had, uh, and this may be slightly off topic, but I think you'll see where I'm going. Um, we had the par- one of Jesus' most confusing parables, uh, the parable of the shrewd manager, um, which is uh, a weird one. Um, you got this guy who's caught red-handed, who's cheating his boss out of his own money and, and all this. He knows he's going to get canned. Uh, he says to himself, I'm not, uh, I'm not strong enough to dig. I'm too proud to beg. 
So what's he start doing? He starts going around to people and he starts slashing prices. Again, just doing what he had continued to do and, and to make friends for himself. And there's the point of the illustration or the parable. Um, Jesus is saying, proverbially speaking, we're getting fired. There's going to be a time when we're all going to die, whether through sickness, disease, disaster. Um, you know, we're going to die. Uh, we're living on borrowed time. Um, yet the gifts and the talents and the abilities um, that we have here, how do we use them? To gain friends for ourselves, you know, yeah. to gain friends for Christ. Um, so that what's the, you know, what's the end goal? And yeah. 500 years that we can all wake up and look at each other and say good morning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we've got just a little bit of time left here. What are some important things we want to make sure we get to everybody? Um, just a, a couple of things, kind of reiterating some things that we, we've talked about. You know, baptism is a means by which, you know, God, God calls and brings, uh, brings a person to faith that you are, you are washed um, and, and renewed um, by the, the water and the word. It's not just the water that's important. Um, but it's the word and the command of Jesus to go and baptize all nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teach them everything that he's commanded us. Um, uh, and and just uh, maybe that kind of plays into um, the other thing too. You know, do we baptize um, only people that can understand this or do we baptize, uh, do we not baptize babies? Um, well, I think, you know, in, in, in those terms, the question arises, can a baby believe? Can a child believe? Uh, and the answer is yes. First of all, Jesus says uh, you can go to a couple places. Um, look, first of all, look at the Great Commission: baptize all nations. Babies are included in all nations. Um, or you think of uh, Paul and uh, and the, at the jailer in Philippi, who is comes to him afterwards and says, "What must I do to be saved?" And he says, "Believe in the Lord Jesus and be baptized." And that night, the jailer and his whole household were baptized. So, I mean, we're not just talking about the nuclear American family. Um, the whole household implies that man, his family, his servants, anybody they had working for him, um, they were all baptized together. Um, can a baby believe? Um, and I suppose there's maybe differing opinions on this, but uh, when Mary walked into the room uh, and uh, St. John, the guy who eventually would baptize Jesus, was in utero, he leaps in the womb, um, and and right there, it's kind of like, hmm. <laughs> and and uh, it's it's again, it's it's not you know the the emphasis of baptism, and I think this is the main thing. The emphasis in baptism is not um, does not rest on our our own commitment, um, our commitments and our feelings and our emotions. Um, they're fickle, and they move back and forth. But this is God's commitment to you. Um, you are my own dear child, um, um, uh, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. And it sounds like amazing words, um, and it's certainly not because of anything we've done, but because of what Jesus has done for us. Amen. Pastor Ben, thank you so much for joining us today. This has just been such an incredible conversation. I am so grateful for you coming in today. Yeah, my pleasure, Deb. Thank it's, you. It's amazing. I hope you all learned something today. I know I learned a lot today. And we want to thank again Pastor Ben Zamzo for coming in today to talk about joy and baptism. We want to thank Philip Elke for engineering today's program. And we want to thank all of you for choosing to listen today. Please remember to go out, live, share, and lead with joy. This is Deb McGregor. Live joy, share joy.
Deb McGregor of Lifeful of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.